All right, folks. Uh, so welcome. We are doing a new side story today, and it is the Splinter Beast of Sector 5. I'm very excited for this monster hunting story using Monster of the Week. Now, uh, Monster of the Week is a Powered by the Apocalypse uh, role-playing system, and it is written by Michael Sands and Fred Hicks. So Monster of the Week is a game that is designed to replicate the feeling of monster hunting TV shows, books, and other media. And unsurprisingly, our heroes today are going to be hunting some monsters, or at least one. And joining me today are Dustin. Hello, Matt. It's a pleasure to be here. Pleasure to have you. You can always find Dustin at uh, Dustin. Dustin. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say Dragon Fortress, but then I also said Dustin. So great. You can find <laughs> Dustin at Dragon Fortress on Twitter and follow his excellent blog by the same name. We're also joined by Pat. Hi, I'm going to be the, the Zach Bagans of this uh, monster hunting group. Okay, good. I immediately know what you're talking about. It, it's a uh, ghost adventures. It's the uh, the show where like they act like they're investigating ghosts, but really, if you change the name of the show to Meth Adventures and played the exact same footage, you just think it was a meth bender. Yeah, this dude looks mm. like he gave up his passion for playing in Boston hardcore bands because he liked meth just a bit more. Yeah. Now, I googled Zach, Z-A-C-H, Baggins, spelled as in Bilbo Baggins, and it still brought up uh, the right guy, even yeah. though I spelled it wrong. That's what I did, too. Yeah, so that, that, that's, that's my character in this podcast. <laughs> uh, the real guy. <laughs> Somehow he's uh, made it to our world. And yeah, I'm, I'm excited to be here on Chapo Trap House. Uh, can't wait for this to go up for all the Patreon subscribers. I'm, I'm really glad anyway, that you're in the Matt, right Matt, place. You gotta, you gotta like usher me off stage before I keep talking. That's the problem here. And speaking of stages, uh, we've also got Trudy with us. She is in a new stage of exciting development with her Spider-Man eat a bag. Yeah, and Spider-Man pop collection. Hi, I'm Trudy. I'm going to be pay playing uh, Fei Hung Lee. Um, she is totally obsessed with the sun, um, which is great because she works as an accountant. Which, in the real world, would not make any sense as a sentence, <laughs> but definitely no, works no, here. I, I, got, I got it. Uh, we have a new guest with us today. We've got Jess, or Little Cup of Joe. That's me. Uh, yes, I'm Jess, Little Cup of Joe, on Twitter and everywhere on the internet. Today, I will be playing Ev, the terrible teenage boy who is just weird. He's spooky and weird. <laughs> and maybe the toughest person here. A hundred percent. Definitely. Toughest. You know, well, what, what we know that the listener doesn't know yet is he's going to grow up and look really weird. Yeah. <laughs> also that. He's going to start collecting non-biodegradable plastic cutlery. Everyone's going to be very disappointed. Well, in, in the future, armor you don't collect like Funko Pops anymore. You just collect spoons. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> they have they have basically the same proportion as pop. I mean generally, yeah. All right. So the first part of a monster of the week campaign or at least a new one here is to get to know the hunters and we're going to do that now. Uh so the first time here you've chosen a hunter playbook. Everyone's got a playbook. Uh you create a hunter, everyone else has created a hunter and we're going to go around the group and do introductions 
And then we'll go around the group a second time and you pick a history option for every other hunter on the team. And that should allow us to sort of settle on a team concept. How are these people together and why? And then we will move on to start of mystery moves and everything else that's involved in Monster of the Week. All right, so introductions. Everyone's ready to introduce themselves. Let's take turns talking about your hunters. You're going to tell us your hunter's name, playbook, and looks, and you can add a few other details if you'd like. Um, what I'd like to hear from you is your hunter's trade and what branch of the military they served in, or uh, I know at least one of you is playing a teenager, so they may not have gotten to that point of their life yet. If they're less than 17 years old, they will be an apprentice rather than a tradesperson and will not have joined the military yet. Okay, who would like to go first? Uh, I can go first. Okay. <clears throat> so my character's name is Zinn, and his nickname is The Birdman. His character class is The Flake. He's a man uh, with kind of weird, sketchy, searching eyes and wears kind of old surplus military clothes. Um, he also bears an uncanny resemblance to Wesley Snipes and Demolition Man. Naturally. Um, so his, his current trade, he was a scout in the army, but his current trade is he trains pigeons for various tasks. Um, they're very useful birds, which is one of the reasons he's called the Birdman. The other one is that he has very brittle bones, so he, his military service was cut a little bit short because he's not cut out for you know the, the tough life. He's also obsessed with birds and thinks they're possibly from another plane of existence and they tie everything together. Okay. Thank you very much. So please make sure that you are taking note of the flake, Zinn the Birdman. All right. I'm going to move down the list here because Zinn the Birdman was at the bottom. So we're going to go up to Ev. Sure. Uh, so Ev is a teenage boy, definitely too young to have uh, gotten into service. He's about 15, 16. Mm -hmm. with kind of dark eyes and uh, ratty goth-ish clothes, uh, crazy, spiky, colorful hair. As far as background, uh, I guess he's, he's just a little bit of a mystery. Uh, he hasn't served yet, but he's probably been dragged into things a little. Uh, and he is going to be, the playbook I'm using is the spooky. So he's basically a kid with weird powers. Okay. Uh, so having weird powers, if say, uh, an official of the church sees you using them, you might get in trouble. Yep. So it's probably been a little bit difficult for Ev. Yes. Now, being 15, Ev would still live in a quad, which is one of those big communal living situations. Uh, kids are born in batches in this world. So Ev would have uh, three other people from his, uh, sorry, is it he? Yes. Okay. From his batch that he's living with, along with however many parents they have. Uh, the average number of parents per kid is about four, and it can go up to eight. Cool. All right, so that's Ev. Uh, tell me about Fei Hung Lee. Yeah, uh, Fei Hung Lee is uh, an expert. Um, so she's dedicated her life to the study of the unnatural, uh, which is perfect for her because she is, like I said earlier, obsessed with the sun and studying its various different patterns. Uh, it's rare for you to see her without a notebook, taking notes on um, anything unusual she might notice about the sun. Uh, as far as her look is concerned, uh, pulling it straight from the monster of the week, uh, she's a woman with a contemplative face and old-fashioned clothes, but she's portrayed by Sandra O, oh and usually has her hair up in a ponytail. At 16, she entered the military as a member of the logistics, and then after that, she went into the church and worked her way up from a cleric up to an accountant. So, yeah, that's Faye. 
All right. I think Faye is one of the older characters that we have with us today. Yep. She's 38. Okay. It's, uh, it's midway through her allotted life, as you may recall. Everybody just wakes up dead when they're 65 here. <laughs> She's old <laughs> enough to be my mom. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have like a Logan's Run situation going on. You just are dead. Yep. Right. And everybody, everybody celebrates because, hey, you made it. And then... <laughs> The, the dead body cracks open and there's a baby. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Not what that did I part. sign up for? <laughs> <laughs> that part doesn't happen, but maybe some people imagine it does. That's somebody's okay. headcanon. <laughs> I stole that from like a Ricky Gervais thing with like Carl Pilkington rambling. Uh, anyway, so it's my turn to introduce my character. Uh, if you have listened to this, uh, these side stories before from the uh, Broken Sun world, uh, Broken Sunburst, I don't know what the, the technical name is. doesn't have one. Well, it does now, so deal with it. Anyway, uh, before I was interrupted by the GM, uh, my character is familiar to the people who have listened to the InGov service side stories. He is the stalwart. Wally. But as attentive listeners will remember, he was undercover for six weeks or something like that at the circuit. And so this is set during that time period when he is not known as Squally because Squally the stalwart would attract too much attention. Instead, he is known by his alias Cypher Lee, where Lee is spelled L-E-E-E. And uh, that's the foolproof disguise he used. He doesn't change anything else about himself. Not how he looks, which is he is a, a dark-skinned, bald man with a big tattoo of the name of Gov on his chest uh, and has other immediately identifiable features about him. He just uh, is telling everyone, oh, my name is Cypher now. Uh, he even <laughs> says now, which is just confusing. And the so that has never been a particularly good undercover yeah, agent. He, yeah, he uh, he has uh, basically a glass orb for a brain. <laughs> and uh, since Trudy used the character sheet descriptors, uh, Cypher, a.k.a. Squall, is a man with a tattooed body and unfashionable clothes. <laughs> Very good. All right. So the second time that we go around, we're going to be doing the introductions where you pick uh, a history option. If you look on your playbook towards the end, there should be an introduction section. And if you look down at history, you'll see a series of options. And uh, we, you, you pick one option from that list for each other person in the party. And you make a note of what that relationship is. So is everybody able to see that in their playbook? Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Tr Trudy, I'm sorry. What's your character's name? I wrote them all down except yours. Uh, it, it's Faye. For a brain. Faye? Okay. Excellent. Uh, we're, because this is a one-shot, we're only going to go around and do this once. We're not going to do keep going until you've used up all your things. We're just going to go around and do it once. And if anything else comes up in play, we'll just make it a new bond for you. Okay. All right. Now let's see if I can remember the order in which we went last time. I believe it was... Zin first. Okay, so I'm going to do Fellow Freaks with Ev. Cool. Okay. What do you think that means or looks like to you? Well, I think uh, it's that we both, there's something kind of unusual going on with both of us that maybe Gov doesn't quite like. So there's a bond between us, especially 
since Zen is much older than Avid, uh, kind of, you know, participates in a weird trade and has already done his military service and kind of tries to stay out of the spotlight. Okay. So maybe you got to know each other, you know, over feeding pigeons in the park or something along those lines. <laughs> sure. All right. And yes. uh, you need one for each other person oh, I, too. I thought we were just doing one one. Okay. Sorry, um, we're, doing, we're doing one round. Okay. Oh, that one is about websites. So I don't think it's going to work. Let's see how Matt okay, makes so, it in the, in the theme. So Squall slash Cypher. Um, they're somehow tied into it all. You've been keeping an eye on them. That's that's what that one's going to be, since he is the stalwart and is obviously covered in Gov's markings. Uh, Zen thinks he's tied into everything. Okay. That makes sense. And then I need one for Faye. Faye works for the church. She's probably a little older than you. I don't know. How old is, how old is Zen? Uh, I was imagining he was in his early 30s. Okay. So let's just do the signs all pointed to working together. So you found them and now you work together just because I think the flake and the expert are kind of similar and that they're very research driven and very obsessive without, with finding how things work. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So maybe you heard from your, uh, your rumor mill or your pigeon mill as it were about yeah. uh, Faye's obsession with the sun and weird stuff. And you thought, I also like weird stuff. <laughs> yes. All okay. right. Thank you. And we'll go up to Ev. Sure. Let's see. I think uh playing off the fellow freaks thing with Zinn, um, maybe he taught me to control some of my powers to the extent that I can control them at all. Okay. Uh, so maybe maybe there's like a whole class conspiracy class going on in the park with these pigeons <laughs> yeah yeah they're they're they've uh uh he's been he's been giving me some some tutelage let's see i think and Faye is with the church right mm -hmm. yep okay uh hmm. i would say maybe uh she saw me use my powers for selfish or vindictive reasons um mm. who would the Ooh. victim have been Okay. And what did you do? Oh, geez. See, <laughs> see, these are the difficult questions. I mean, I think, I think depending upon how Faye felt about the other person would determine her reaction. Could always flip a coin and have one be a person that you like and two be a person you didn't. Okay. Or slash roll one D two. You can do in the uh, roll 20 if you want. Yeah. There we go. So um, one will be someone she liked. Uh, two will be someone she disliked. Okay. All right. Uh, so she probably just gave you a high five. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, good job, kid. <laughs> All right. Imagine being a rebellious teenager and an adult just comes up and is like, you're super cool. Can I have a high five? <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure he would have just been like, what? What? No, he, he would have. He would have gone out for the high five and then pulled it back and just stroked it back along his cool hair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or that. Um, so we have left uh, Cipher, right? Cipher? Cipher? Cipher. 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 S-E-I-F-E-R. <laughs> uh, let's see. 
A lot of these are like Bloodkin and stuff, so they don't really work. He, he is all. He is also a. He's a, he's a high-ranking operative of the church. Okay. So he has uh, under under the squall name. He has some name value, in that the position of the stalwart is like. Uh, I I don't know, Matt. Like, how would you compare it? Like, he, he's like if like the Pope had like an Avengers initiative. <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah, basically. Uh, yeah, he's. <laughs> He he's a sort of a legendary figure. Okay. Um, then I would say the one that makes sense there is I hope that he can help me control my powers. All nope. right. <laughs> you hope, right? I hope. <laughs> yeah. He looks like he knows what he's doing, so you know. Oh wow. I, I you know, <laughs> I, I imagine you being like, he looks like he knows what he's doing, and like, you know, the camera pans over to Squall arguing with a small dog that like spoke his sandwich. <laughs> Uh, yep. <laughs> I was like, uh, well, maybe not. Hmm. <laughs> compared, to Zen, compared to Zen. Compared to Zen. Does he look like he knows what he's doing? <laughs> yeah, probably. Okay. You pan over and Zen is arguing with a mouse. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's with all sparrow. It's, it's all relative. <laughs> <clears throat> okay. Um and Faye. Yeah, um, before the game started, we were talking about, or was it when, during the game, that Ev was young enough to be uh, Faye's son. So <laughs> the one that I, I chose was there, your student apprentice ward or child. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hi, Mom. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's... Ward could be cool after, like, the display of power. Okay, so now, now that situation of a random adult going to high-five you is even better when it's, like, your mom. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's just like how I taught you to deal with bullies, son. Good job. Uh, yeah, so, um, like we were talking about, there are parent groups. So, it's possible that, like, she is one of your five moms, really. Nice. Okay, sweet. She's mom number four. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, good. Um, with Cypher, we happen to choose the same last. So, a distant relation. <laughs> and um, what? What do you think? Cousins? Cousins. Cousins. So, everyone's related to her. Like, your third mom <laughs> is my second mom's sister. So, this is a family <laughs> outing. This is a family outing. I like it. But... Um, yeah, go ahead. Family outing plus Zin. <laughs> well he's my friend so yeah. he's our bird mom <laughs> um zin once helped me get a singular item that is now part of my haven i'm supposed to tell you what it was matt is there something weird and sun related that zin could have helped me get oh yeah there's Oops, sure. he could have gotten like magpies deal like <laughs> well he was a scout too so he probably could have stolen it himself like there's always um he could have like stolen you... it himself and then blamed it on the bird to escape conviction mm. oh you i he would never blame an innocent bird what about a guilty one <laughs> no birds are guilty <laughs> i'm uh, sorry Matt, so... you were saying um, so it's possible that you found some lost part of a previous sunfall, some little piece that uh, would help with your research into the sun. Like that stuff is awesome. super illegal. And like, if you're caught possessing it, it's like basically death. So 
that is a singular item that might have been very useful for you to have. Great. Cool. Just some small, like, you know, hand-sized thing that everyone assumes came from one of the Sunfalls. Good. And did you have any more relations, or was that the third one? That was all three. Great. And let's see. So that brings us to uh, quote-unquote Cypher. Yep. So uh, going off the history, I'm, I'm using the Initiate playbook for anyone who's reading along at home. And uh, Faye already established what, basically the same one that I was going to say about Faye, which is that uh, a close relative. <laughs> so we, we, you know, they're cousins. They're, they're maternal cousins. First cousins, yeah. Yep. Okay. And uh, Ev is a fellow martial arts club member. <laughs> that explains assume, the tough. <laughs> I, I assume that like at the YMCA in the city, we're both in like the 7 a.m. karate class. <laughs> 7 a.m. is awful early in the morning for a teenager to get up, don't you think? <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I assume that Faye is like making you go. Oh, gosh. Okay. Yes. <laughs> and like uh, someone in this family needs to know how to fight. Exactly. <laughs> it, exactly. It's, you know, it's karate from 7 a.m. basically till midnight. Yeah. Get out there. <laughs> Learn to fight. And, uh, it, so he grows up to be like kind of a Conor McGregor type figure. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, uh, in more stage north cut. But either way, uh, Zin the Birdman, I'm just going to read this one directly from the playbook. They're described in the prophecies, but the role they will play isn't stated. Hmm. Hmm. So, okay. this, uh, man with amazing hair who talks to birds all the time, that somehow reflect something in the audits and accounts uh, that, you know, that wall slash cipher thinks like, oh my God, this might be, you know, a prophesied figure of some kind. Yeah, it might even of, be. Of, in... of what kind, I'm going to defer to Matt because I don't want to like, you know, say something because it's funny and then he has to go, actually, that's not part of our theme. <laughs> Uh, all right, so that could even be something that's in the Apocrypha, because there are parts of the audits and the accounts that are not available to the public, but which the Stalwart would have read. So things like prophecies would be in there. Yeah, I mean, the, the book of the extremely regular and normal bird friend, that's basically <laughs> Zen to a T. Mm-hmm, I can see how. And it's good that they took the, the time to specify that they're normal in the title of the book. Well, there's a, there's 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 a, a complimentary book that's about the absolutely weird, right? <laughs> and uh, he he just doesn't connect with that. Okay. And all right, Zin, you did yours already. Everyone's got all your connections, and you've got them noted down somewhere. Yep. Right. Okay. I, I would also like to point out before we finish with character creation, uh, Squall as Cipher keeps talking about how back in his hometown he has a friend named Ramulus. That mm -hmm. he's he's always saying is always causing all kinds of grifts and schemes. <laughs> Glad to have that crossover as well. Uh, so we're doing a one shot here, and normally you get seven luck uh, to allow you to change any roll to a twelve or to let you avoid all harm from any injury. Uh, this is a one-shot, so we don't need that much luck. 
we're going to go with two. So you can use two luck before you're doomed in this session. Okay. Good. I've made two little check boxes on my sheet of blues. Perfect. Now, as I believe we have to do, our start of the game moves. I believe only one of you has one of those, and I believe that's the flake. Actually, I, I think I have one checked off. Um, the start of adventure move or start of mystery move? Uh, you, when you are in good standing with your sect at the beginning of each mystery roll plus charm. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so before we get to that, I just want to read out to you. A am I, uh, Matt, am I in good standing? You are at this point. Yes. Okay. All right. Uh, so I'm just I, don't, want... I don't think I have one of those, Matthew. I'm not seeing it. It's connect or everything's connected or connect the dots. Oh, okay. Yes. You, you, pick, you did pick that one, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So before we get to those moves, I'm just going to read out to you the hunter agenda. Stuff to keep in mind as you're playing this game. So when you're playing your hunter, act like you're the hero in this story, because you are. Make your own destiny. Find the darned monsters and stop them. And play your hunter like they're a real person. Uh, so try to think like your hunter would think and do what your hunter would do. Don't try to think like, what's the optimal thing for me to do here? Just what would this character do at this time? Uh, remember that you're supposed to be a badass. You're supposed to be good at what you do, whatever that is, according to your playbook. <laughs> So you might take harm if you get into a fight, but you are lucky and you do heal fairly quickly. You can use your luck to avoid harm if you have to, or you can hold on to it until the end of the fight and then take a break to rest and heal up. Uh, so you can heal if you take some time and get some first aid. And your job is to work out what's behind this mystery, find out how to find it, find out its weaknesses, and then kill it. So let's do... Just like that book. Just like it. At the beginning of the mystery, let's roll connect the dots for the flake, and that is roll plus sharp. And of course, I'll do that here. Okay. Cats, wow. Okay. Yeah, you got uh, you rolled 12 total there. So uh, da -da -da. if you look for the wider patterns that current events might be part of, roll plus sharp on a 10 plus hold three. So you get to hold three, and you can spend them at any point during the mystery to ask me any one of the following questions from that list. Is this person connected to current events more than they are saying? Hmm. When and where will the next critical event occur? What does the monster want from this person? Is this connected to previous mysteries we've investigated, which you don't yeah. need to use that one. And how does this mystery connect to the bigger picture, which you can use if you want to get into the meta plot stuff? Okay. So... Hold three means I basically get to ask three questions over the course of this session. Yeah, you can use those at any time. Cool. All right. And the initiate, roll plus charm, please. No problem. All right. Uh, so that that's not great. Yeah, that, that's a fail. Mm -hmm. That is, uh, according to my playbook, my sect, in this case the church, will ask me to do something bad. They sure will. Okay. Um, so so I, I imagine I'm going to have to wear a shirt like this entire time or something terrible. I will uh, tell you about that after we have opened the mystery. All right. Anything else anyone needs to do before we begin? No. Nope. Don't think so. Good. Okay. 
So we open on City 5. It's the fifth largest city in Gov's domain. Uh, it is the capital of Sector 5. All of the cities are closest to the middle of the wheel that makes up Gov's domain, with City 1, Bodhi, being in the center spoke of the wheel. So City 5 is a bustling, not really metropolis, but it's a metropolis by the standards of this setting. There are many tens of thousands of people living here, and it is split up into seven rings, like all cities. The central ring is the main shrine of Sector Five or City Five. The ring surrounding that is the barracks and bureau quarters, so basically where church people live and work. The ring around that is the marketplace. Beyond that, we've got the industrial ring, where we've got factories and other types of manufacturing. The ring around that is residential. That's where you have the different types of housing with at the farthest edge of the residential uh, ring being the quads where families raise their children until they turn 17. Then beyond that, you've got the uh, farmland, as much farming as you can do in a desert, and the underground fungus caverns where you grow food. And then finally, the city's walls make up the outer ring and protect you from sandstorms, bandits, and other uh, things that you don't want getting into a city. It's nighttime, so the two moons are out in the sky, unmoving, unblinking, Gov's eyes providing safety to their people. Down below in the city, most people are asleep, except those who need to be working at this time. But things have not been great in City 5 recently. People keep disappearing. What's strange about this is, well, first of all, unsanctioned murder is unusual in this society. People are pretty strictly controlled. And if you kill somebody, you're likely going to end up dead as well or in the re-education camps, and people don't want that. But over the past month, seven people have gone missing. And beyond that, remains have been found, bits and pieces of the victims. But the majority of the bodies have been maybe eaten or carried off for food or something. There's blood, some other remains, but not too much else. A few people have described the attacks as being something some type of mythical creature would carry out. People are whispering about bears and unicorns and other <laughs> unusual things. And of course, those are preposterous because everybody knows animals that big don't exist. So what most people are assuming right now is that it's a feral boar or maybe a pack of wild boars that have somehow gotten into the sewers under the city and are attacking people. To date, nobody has survived an encounter with this beast. So we zoom in on an alleyway and we see a, we see a teenager on their way home from their day's work. They've been in a factory on the assembly line as many people their age are. This is Uklo Fan, 13 years old. Uklo is walking home through the alley as they always do at night in order to get home, get some dinner, and get to sleep in the quad. When suddenly, they hear a noise. Now we see a view from below them, as if somebody were looking out of the ground. But that view swiftly changes, growing up, to peer down at this child. And you hear a <laughs> snorting sound. Uklo turns to see whatever this is. 
their eyes open wide. Uklo screams as this creature suddenly charges forward, slamming into them, and the screen goes black. The next morning, when the sun finally arrives, it's late, as usual, but when the sun finally arrives here in City 5, all of you are waking up and going about your usual business. So let's take a moment to check in on what everybody's doing when the sun comes up on this day. So uh, I guess we'll keep with the same order. What's Zinn doing early in the morning when the sun rises? Uh, he's checking on his pigeons, feeding them, telling them they're all beautiful and precious and perfect. Of course. Good. The pigeons sort of are going like they're hopping around you going and eating up whatever it is you're feeding them. Hell yeah. You know, perching on your shoulders, perching in your hair. Unusually, these pigeons don't poop on you. So you've got poop all around you, but not on you. Yeah, that's, that seems correct. Thank you. What's Ev up to as the sun rises over the city? Uh, Ev is probably just getting up for the day and getting ready for that early morning uh, class of his. Um, Packing his stuff up and getting ready to head out. Faye, how are you doing? You're also in this quad with Ev. Faye would probably be awake before the sun comes out because she needs to document everything about the sun. So she's probably eating some toast and is probably on page eight of her notes for the day on the sun. All right. What does Faye say when she sees Ev coming out of uh, his room? <laughs> she just laughs at him. You're right. Yeah, I know. She- <laughs> <laughs> wow. Like, what's, Thanks, what's Mom. What's going on with your hair today? <laughs> it's the same as yesterday. Oh, so, so the, oh, I, no, I like the idea that the Rufio hairstyle was like, Something he just adopted today. <laughs> this is me now. <laughs> well, you do you, son. Yeah, I will. I'm just trying it out. Jeez. You know what to do if those other kids pick on you. Yeah, I do. Now get it to class. The, it explains All the right. chemical bleach smell from the bedroom. Yeah. That's it. That's retroactively he was working on his hair before he came out. <laughs> that was part of the morning routine today. <laughs> As the, is the Trihawk stripes on purpose, or did he run out of dye? The Trihawk stripes, uh, he probably ran out of dye and did his best to make it look like it was on purpose. Mm. Um, <laughs> and that's why he had to go with like the bright red, because it wasn't fully uh, setting, and the yellow just didn't look, it, it didn't look cool. <laughs> All right, and uh, Cypher, what are you doing? Cypher's not having a good morning. Um, A (laughs) pigeon just crapped on the letter he was writing to his friend Ramulus, (laughs) and he is currently chasing after a small stray cat that is running away with his breakfast sandwich. Um, The cat's too quick for him. He's giving up and going back to his letter to find it's been crapped on. Zinn, are you keeping your eye on, on Cypher right now? Are you two in the same park or wherever it is? Uh, well, so you can tell me this is wrong, but I'm imagining Zinn has just kind of like a little enclosure where he keeps some birds that can be trained for useful purposes. Okay. Just like I imagine a little I'm... stall or something. And Squall is being a creep right around there, so yes. 
I mean Cypher. <laughs> yeah, one of the two. Uh, I imagine I'm in the vicinity of the pigeon enclosure because uh, I find they're the cooing and squawking of birds soothing. Mm-hmm. Plus, you have to keep an eye on this uh, prophesied figure. As one should. That too. Plus, uh, it's got the best picnic tables for sitting and writing a letter to your Ramulus friend. <laughs> I'm glad yes. that, that Squall writes letters to a Ram, but not to any of the people he works with. Well, I mean, they know what's up. <laughs> <laughs> so, Ev, uh, as you are on your way out the door, uh, you know, you're, you go into the courtyard of your quad and open up the gate to head out onto the old dusty trail. Um, I'm going to assume that the classes are in the, either in the barracks area, if they're put on by the church, or in the uh, marketplace, because they're probably not free. What do you think? Would they be church-run or private? Uh, say church-run. Okay. So you've got a bit of a, a hike ahead of you to get all the way up to the second ring of the city. But as you are walking out, uh, I would like you to make a roll for me. Okay. And that one is read a bad situation. So you roll plus sharp. Okay. Okay. You got a 10 there. So you get to uh, hold three and you can ask me three of the questions from this list at some point. Uh, I mean, you can ask me one or two now, or you can ask me them later. Okay. As long as it's still related to this situation. Okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, I guess the only one I'll ask at the moment is, are there any dangers we haven't noticed? It's tough to say if there are any dangers, but there is blood on the ground here. A trail of it. Okay. Can I decide to ditch class and follow that trail out of curiosity? I think he'd he'd take a look at that and wonder what's going on. Yeah, of course. All Go right. for it. Uh, so yeah, he's going to just kind of start following that trail and see where it leads. Okay. So you follow the trail out into the sort of scrub uh, on the side of the road, and you see that there's like a figure that has stopped moving, but by the freshness of the blood, you assume that they were until recently crawling towards not your quad, but the next one over. Okay. They're not moving right now. All right. Uh, yeah, he'd run over and uh, try to take a look and see like, hey, what's going on? And so if you, you go and you sort of, do uh, you touch the person or are you just crouching next to them? or? Yeah, just kind of crouch down and uh, give them a tap on the shoulder just to see if they're like even breathing or alive <laughs> uh you see that they are alive uh you think this person is a little younger than you maybe about 13 years old okay and something extremely violent has happened to this person they're alive they're breathing but they're breathing shallowly and you can see that there are like there's holes in their uh ribs in their side one of their arms is bent at an angle it shouldn't be and like a foot is completely missing. Okay. Wow. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, yeah. So Ev would kind of be taken aback by this and just be like, Hey, uh, are you okay? W what the heck? Uh, are there others nearby? Uh, just, you know, people roaming around uh, 
Uh, nobody's out. Nobody's out yet. The quads are sort of separated from the hustle and bustle of the inner residential ring. Okay. Because uh, the idea is that children need space to run and play. Okay. This makes them more efficient laborers. Sure. Um, <laughs> give them space to run and play while they can. Uh, okay. And there are others, uh, or is this just the only person injured? This is the only person that you see. Uh, okay. So they've got sort of one eye swollen shut, but you see the other eye open as you ask them, uh, like, what's up, basically. And they look up at you and they say, it came out of, out of the ground. It's glowing. What the heck? All right, uh, we're going to get you some help. And uh, I'll, I guess uh, Ev will try to pick them up to carry them back to maybe just do an about face and go back to his quad and, you know, let Faye know something is up so we can get this kid some medical attention. Okay. Um, so you're pretty tough. So you just, you scoop them up. And as you do, you see that like their ID badge does have the, the, uh, the they, them indicator on it so that's how you know that this uh kid hasn't either hasn't chosen a gender or has chosen not to have one and you carry them back into the quad to i guess your place yeah okay Faye. ev walks back in Faye, who has just finished cleaning the carpet <laughs> mom <laughs> what's going on uh, found a hurt kid i don't know what the heck's going on we need a doctor or something uh, is he with you, or if if she comes yeah, out to the door, he's actually like holding this kid kind of up against him. Oh, jeez, get him inside! All right, uh, set them down on the uh, whatever nearest softest, like the couch or something. Sure, probably a futon of some sort. Yeah. So, what okay. do you usually do in these situations? Just call an ambulance, or the equivalent of an ambulance? <laughs> yeah. What's the What's the emergency procedure for someone who's gravely wounded? You You would have to send somebody to go and find someone who knows first aid. Let's see. I'm just going to do a quick coin toss here. Does Ev think Zin knows first aid? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> You do know that there is someone in this quad, another kid's, one of another kid's parents, that is an apothecary. So you might be able to catch them. They might not have headed, they might not have gone to work yet. Okay. Um, so you know that this person lives just on the other side of the quad. The quads are like, it's just a four family dwelling, basically. It's a big square <laughs> building with a courtyard in the middle. Uh, so it wouldn't take long to rush across and like knock on a okay. door. Okay, so it's a pretty quick, like, jaunt next door, basically. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, Ev will run over to go find the apothecary or that person and just bang on the door, not even waiting. Just like, hey, hello. Okay. Uh, what's their name? Um, hmm. I don't have one immediately on hand. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. Is this a, a man, woman, other? Uh, we'll say it's a, it's a woman. Okay. I'll just grab a token I'll, of a lady here. I'll trust you to know names that fit fit the universe. <laughs> I'm looking at my bookshelf and I see Doris and Ursula. Okay. <laughs> Ursula. Okay. Uh, so Ursula, the apothecary, answers the door. Oh, uh, Ev, yes. What's up? Uh, we we've got someone hurt at uh, at the house. Um, can you come and uh, give them? 
like help them out. This kid's been half eaten by something. I don't know what the heck is going on, but they're hurt. Oh my gov. Okay, I'll be right over. Let me grab my bag. Yeah. You hear Ursula rushes back in inside. She's calling to someone, letting them know, like, let them know I'm going to be late. And uh, Ursula rushes back out and she's got her apothecary's uh, messenger bag style thing with her. Well, uh, so do you know who it is? Uh, no idea. They've got, they've just got their tag on them, but I didn't exactly ask him for a name. Uh, all of this is being said as running back. Yeah. So, um, I see. It's like, I don't know. They're younger than me. Okay. All right. Uh, and so Ursula bursts into the door and looks around. Faye, where are they? Uh, right over here. Okay. And she directs them over to the, or directs her over to the right place. They follow right. the blood trail. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna have to clean that carpet later. Sorry, Mom. Yeah, and apparently the it's couch. Like, it's, it's like cream-colored carpet, too. Oh. oh. Uh, so Ursula sort of immediately uh, skids to her knees next to the couch and is getting to work. Uh, she's looking at it, at uh, the kid and checks their ID tag. And is like, oh. Oh, this is... It's Uklo. They're just from next door. From the next quad over. Oh my goodness. Uklo, Uklo. Uklo sort of groaning and like their eyes sort of opening and closing, glazing over. And Uklo just keeps saying, I came out of the ground. I glowed. I couldn't get away. And Uklo sort of passes out as Ursula begins working on them. And she says, okay, I just, I need some boiled water. I need some clean cloths. And, uh, Okay, Ev, can you run up to the city? We need a doctor. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll do that. Something came up out of the ground. They were talking about that before, too. All right. Well, I don't know what that could mean. Maybe this is related to the other disappearances. Yeah. Uh, other? Uh, I'll ask later. All right, I'm going to go get the doctor and book it out the door. Uh, Faye, you should, probably, you should probably go with Ev, yeah. She's grabbing the, oh, really? You don't want her to grab the water or anything? They good? You know that Ev is kind of a troublemaker, and you also know that Ev doesn't actually know where the doctor's office is. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Figure it out. No. He's never needed a doctor in his life, so. <laughs> I mean, Ev doesn't even know that, apparently, I would assume the biggest story, news story in the city of, like, missing people turning up in sections uh ev seemed ignorant of that so <laughs> yep yeah yeah she'll she'll gun it with him <laughs> okay now i'll just say some of the other parents there start uh getting the stuff so the needs yeah. all right uh so the two of you are running up to the city uh, along the way obviously you'll be passing the park so cypher and zin you will see these people whom you recognize rushing past the park in towards the middle of the city. I, I actually have a question, Matt. Um, mm -hmm. how, is, how is news disseminated? Well, would it be like a giant posting board, or are there newspapers? Would there be a town crier? There's definitely a town crier, and there would be like uh, bulletins and notice boards towards the center of the city around the shrine. There is, of course, marketplace gossip, and I bet there are some, what's the term I'm looking for? industrious youngsters who have made a business of like running around bringing people news 
Okay. You know, like urchins, except not homeless. Okay. So I, I, at first I'm annoyed at uh, Ev and Faye hustling by loudly because I'm trying to listen to the town crier uh, from some distance away. Uh, but then I, then I notice that they seem to be running somewhere with purpose. And because uh, Squall slash Cypher is kind of a creep, he, you know, gets curious. Okay. Are you going to call out to them or just like follow along? I'm I'm just gonna kind of mosey along after just to you know see up oh, oh hey is something happening in the nearby distance okay. all right and so Zen since Ev is kind of his friend and he considers himself a mentor to Ev even though that may not be mutual um, sees Ev and then knows that Cipher is just tied into everything important that ever happens he's going to follow as well. Okay, so we got the sense. two the two of them like running ahead and then like. Cypher is like snooping after them, and then Zin is snooping after Cypher. <laughs> That's a picture. <laughs> well, Zin's not really trying to be casual about it since he knows both Ev and Faye, so it's, you know, it's not going to be that awkward. All right. Uh, don't, don't, don't judge too early. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, so you are running up through the uh, tiers of the city making your way through the industrial zone up to the marketplace where uh, Ev is pretty sure maybe that's where the doctors are and Faye knows that that's where the doctors are. <laughs> yeah, so Ev is leading and I suppose it at some point is going to sort of stop and realize he doesn't actually know exactly where the doctors are and will just kind of look to Faye like, uh, uh, this way. Right, thanks. Then mom starts running ahead if she can. Uh, so as you enter into the marketplace, you're assaulted by the sounds of uh, people hawking their wares. Uh, it's early, so most people are still setting up their stalls outside their shops. You can smell all kinds of... Not everything smells great because, you know, they also sell stuff like manure here and fertilizer of various kinds, you know, fish gut fertilizer, animal dung fertilizer, all that stuff. Uh, but there's also food, grilled mushrooms, grilled meats. Lots of heavily spiced dishes that you can smell. Fresh food of various kinds uh, fills the air along with the din of people arguing, setting up shop, and trying to buy stuff. And you know that there's a doctor's office of a Dr. Yong that is near this uh, sector of the circle. All right, let's go find Yong. During this pause, are, are Cypher or Zin approaching at all, or are you still just trailing along? Zin will certainly approach. Uh, I'm going I'm go yeah, I'm going to come up uh, very forcedly casual uh, in the in the face of a freaking out and looking for Dr. Yong, or I'm sorry, Dr. Yong. I'm going to come up and just be like, hey, how's it going, cousin? What's up? There's a kid uh, bleeding out on my couch right now. OK, uh, what did you do to them? <laughs> I didn't do anything. <laughs> what did he do to them? And he's, he's pointing at the no good teen. For once, he didn't either. Well, I find that hard to believe, but... Yeah, hey, I just found them, okay? You just found them. Okay, well, that's, that's <sighs> kind of suspicious. Seriously, we don't have time for this. I mean, the person probably... I mean, if, if someone's bleeding all over your couch and you had to run this far to find a doctor, realistically... I mean, I'm not trying to sound insensitive. 
by the way, I, I, you know, I, I said I was your cousin, <laughs> but let me introduce myself. I'm Cypher Lee with three E's. Uh, no relation to your cousin. What? Of course not. The heck? I work at the circus. Faye <laughs> uh, uh. is just continuing on. <laughs> I'm just going to follow. <laughs> Although in passing, we'll just be like, oh, uh, hey, Zen. Uh, hey, I'm, I'm here to see what happens. I'm pretty sure this is a very important cosmic event. Uh, the birds told me, and also I can see it with my own eyes. <laughs> yeah, p- pretty much. Um, let's find the doctor. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so you all pile up to the front door, and you see that the office is closed, but uh, the, there is someone in there that's just flipping the sign over to open. Faye is they... banging on the door as they turn the sign person like <laughs> sees you doing this and while maintaining full eye contact very very slowly flips the sign over to open and then <laughs> this is me when i was working retail oh god <laughs> this is off to a brilliant start and you hear uh, the sound of several different locks and chains opening and they open the door and they say yes do you have an appointment uh, we don't have an appointment, but we do have a kid bleeding out of my couch right now. Can you come give us a hand? Thank you. I'll see if the doc. I'll see where the, if the doctor's in. And she sort of turns and goes back in, and you hear some voices in the uh, in the back. And then Doctor Young comes out, and he looks like he is going to be annoyed. Uh, he's got like a huge beard that goes all the way down. It's tucked into his belt, and it's uh, black, shot through with a few streaks of gray. He's also got black hair up and sort of a, a bun on the back of his head. And he's dressed very nicely uh, as a doctor. He's pretty well compensated by the church for his services. Uh, people don't individually pay for the doctor here. It's, it's all done through taxation. And the doctor, he sort of shrugs on his uh, black coat, which is one of the signs of a doctor because the blood doesn't show on it. And uh, he looks to you and says, oh, Faye. Uh, Ev and, okay, some other people. How can I help you? I stick my foot in the door, uh, in the doorway to, you know, keep it from shutting like an ICE agent would do. And mm-hmm. then I start, I start to say, these people found or possibly committed a crime of some sort. There is a person in their apartment who's dying, I think it was. Uh, Faye gives them I'm, a look. <clears throat> I think you're going to need to come out and uh, check this out because there might be some strange doings afoot here. I'm a concerned citizen, by the way. Yeah, FYI, the kid had holes in their ribcage and they're missing a foot and they're dying. Could we hurry it up a little? Thank you. Oh, goodness. Okay. Uh, Is Ursula with them? Yeah. Okay. I'll send my cart and bring them back here. I've got the better facilities to treat them. All right. Uh, I don't know. You can go back with the card if you'd like, but I'm going to go and get the office prepped. Yeah. All right. Cool. All right. And he turns in and he's shouting something to one of his assistants. And uh, like a, a minute or two later, a cart comes out onto the main street drawn by four goats and uh, starts heading back down. They sort of look at you and they're like, uh, you coming? Oh, yeah. Yep. Okay. I jog, I jog briskly alongside the goats. <laughs> uh, clearly, I'm not going to my martial arts club today. <laughs> like what? 